1: Hello, welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller. Welcome to a pro wrestling show. Still not in the habit of doing this, but of course, Simon is Pro Wrestling Show is now sponsored by Pins and Knuckles. They're there for all your merchandise needs. You can check out their wrestling merchandise, including an exclusive shirt from me. Well, I should say a wrestling shirt. Wrestling merchandise at pinsandknucklesmerch.com. They're very nice people as well. I'm going to say hello to Tom. One of their people said, Say hello to Tom. So I said hello to Tom. He won't listen to this episode now, and I'll look like a fool. Also, all of my podcasts and personal projects are supported by patreon.com forward slash Miller 316 Go check it out. You can do a bunch of stuff on there, get a postcard, get a t-shirt, or you can come on the podcast. And that is what we're doing here today because my man, who has been on many times before,
0: returns. It's Nicholas. Nick, how are you doing today? You right? Well, people have been saying to me all week, you know, Nick, your birthday's coming up. You know, what are you going to be doing? I'm like, I'll tell you exactly what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be talking to the one and only Simon Miller. So far, <laughs> the response has been the same. Who the hell is Simon
1: Miller? <laughs> yeah, I always say that. I always say, well, dude, happy birthday to kick things off, man. I poly- I did not know my friend. Happy birthday to you. Thank you very much. Now, But I always get that. I've always said that. Like, sometimes people go, oh, Simon, you should come out on Raw one day. I'm like, I could do... But everyone's going to be like, who's that guy? <laughs> like, why, why is this bald guy just walked out onto wrestling? I mean, I don't know. <coughs> Somebody just told me to do it, and I'm not going to turn it down. Uh, well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming on. As we chatted about before we did get into things, a lot is going on in the world of wrestling right now. And it's kind of exciting, kind of crazy, kind of fun. I mean, let's start at the start, as they as they do say, because we haven't really smashed SummerSlam on this podcast yet. And also, I would like to get your opinion on it, because... I thought SummerSlam was a very easy to watch show. I thought it was a very fun show. I think I understand the criticism that, as a lot of us, myself included, you know, we kind of see SummerSlam as a big, important pay-per-view. It's the second biggest one for me in terms of the hierarchy. And yeah, maybe there was nothing sort of super, oh my gosh, other than the Bray Wyatt stuff. And, you know, like WrestleMania, you expect to come away with a few uh, incredible moments. And maybe we didn't get as many as you would have thought. But mostly I was like, you know what, this is... I had fun. It was only three and a half hours. You could zoom through it. There was some good stuff. There was some average stuff. But dude, let me know your thoughts. I mean, what did you think of the entire card? Did you have a highlight? And of course, give me uh, your impressions about Bray Wyatt.
0: Oh, definitely. Um, well, yeah, uh, if there's one thing that we can all agree on. I'm <clears throat> uh, really glad that SummerSlam was a short show, you know, shorter than normal. Um, but of course, when you look at the, the past SummerSlams, I looked it up on the network. Um, they usually run to about like four hours, but this one was about like a half hour less. So, but I think we can all say less is good. Um, unfortunately that does prevent a lot of talent from getting on the show, but I'm sure they'll get their chance in the future. Um, but yeah, like SummerSlam had a lot of really high, high moments. Um, a couple moments did kind of drag things a little bit, but they, they picked back up again. Um, you know, it had its ups and downs. What can I say? You know,
1: <laughs> it did help me,
0: help me a lot. <laughs> but no, it, it, that's a gone man. Um, but, but yeah, obviously, the thing everyone's talking about was the debut of the fiend. I mean, that was just it was it was really incredible. Um, just making us look at Bray Wyatt in a whole new way. You know. I mean, he's definitely a lot scarier now, for sure, as The Fiend. Um, I, I love that uh, remix of his theme. Uh, found out it was done by Code Orange, uh, who did uh, one of the NXT songs in the past. But
1: I think they helped out with Aleister Black's theme as well. I think they had input into that.
0: Yeah, I remember when they played Aleister Black's theme live. That was cool. Anyway, yeah. um, but, but man, that uh, that new lantern of his... Is like the old Bray Wyatt's head with the eyes stitched and his mouth wide open with the light coming out. Man, that was something out of a horror flick.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And that's why it's so cool. Like you hit the nail on the head there. Like everyone always talks about mature adult wrestling and, you know, I guess the attitude era, for lack of a better term, kind of, well, it kind of made it less some people thinking that means, you know, nudity or swearing or blood it doesn't really it's about the presentation and the context Mm -hmm. and as you know we talked about it on the show um well the the last show that we did episode 200 that you know wwe had to go back and kind of edit their bray Wyatt video because that lantern i don't think made well, I guess certain people at YouTube or advertisers very happy, but that's good. You do need to have that kind of stuff on a you know, on a show that is pumping out minimum, depending on what you, want, what, what you want to watch, five hours of content a week. You need something that's a little bit edgy, the irony, a little bit raw, a little bit gritty, because otherwise it's just the same old, same old. And I really do think a reason that a lot of people are vibing with this is because it doesn't feel like anything else on the show. And when you present it in this context and you present it with so much gusto and confidence... All of a sudden, you're like, well, who's this guy? You know, I I should pay attention to him. He's not like anybody else. And I just think it's that. It's got a magic to it. It's got an atmosphere. It's got an aura. It does feel a bit like, not literally, but it does feel a bit like Old School Undertaker, where you can't really place this character into any other, you know, you could only do it in wrestling. I mean, you could do it in a movie or something, but that doesn't, you know, I'm talking about a live environment. And, you know, I just, oh man, yeah, I just think it's, I just think it's excellent I think if we treat it right it could be something that runs and runs and I was really happy to see that he wasn't on Raw I think he should be an attraction I don't even think it needs to be on SummerSlam if you don't want you know having the question where is Bray, Bray Wyatt is, is money I, I, I so far everyone keeps going oh when are they going to screw it up well you know we've been going four or five months now and they have not screwed it up so fingers crossed we keep headed in that direction.
0: Well, yeah, it's like everyone's saying, you know, don't uh, WWE, don't ruin the fiend, don't ruin the fiend. Well, if there's one thing I've learned, I mean, just from watching WWE for so many years, like, it takes them a while to actually ruin things. Like, they're good, they're good at presenting it, like, for the very first time, it's amazing. But somewhere down the road, it loses something, you know, just because of the way it's presented or how it's booked. But yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that the fiend is like the only exception where he's he's amazing throughout his his entire shtick, you know.
1: I really think the key is just ensuring that Bray Wyatt has the correct. There's no way that Bray Wyatt doesn't have creative control of this, and how he managed to, you know, get himself in that position, I don't know. But keep him there. Don't do anything silly. Let's you know, let's respect the process as well you know if he had tried and failed you could be like okay it sucks but it doesn't suck and it's a thing that you know it's got people that haven't watched wrestling for a very long time i'm not saying they're now tuning back into raw or smackdown but they're looking up the clip on youtube or they're reading about what people have to say and they want to know more and that's the spark that's the spark that you need and that's kind of what we should really be aiming with with all our characters because i do totally get the criticisms that sometimes you can go through the wwe roster and go well they're all kind of the same You can't say that for Bray Wyatt. You know, Bray Wyatt has depth. He has, you know, two different personas that kind of bounce off each other. Plus there are, um, I said this on a What Culture video recently, there are connections to pop culture too because it's very Batman Bruce Wayne-esque. I'm not saying it's like for like, but people like that stuff. They like making those comparisons. And as you say, the lantern, which nobody saw coming, was... Well, it was just the icing on the cake. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It's, it's one of the best moments of 2019. And I think it's going to be something we look back on for a long time and just go, absolutely. That was, it was brilliant.
0: Yep. Couldn't have said it better myself.
1: Yeah, and what about the rest of the SummerSlam card? I mean, we'll go through it match by match, just because I think that's the best way to do it to get your impressions. I thought Becky Lynch defeating Natalia. Uh, I actually quite liked that as the opening match. I mean, it destroyed my predictions. My predictions was it was going to be a main event, and out would come Ronda Rousey. Couldn't have been more wrong. But I just thought I'd have some, uh, I'd have some fun with it. But you know, it, it was one of those things where it was solid, it was decent. I don't really think we're going to, again, the antithesis to what I just said, we're not going to be talking about it long after the fact, but that's okay. You know, it was just a very, very easy way to start SummerSlam.
0: Yeah. Um, I think uh, a lot of people seem to forget, you know, how good of a talent uh, Natalia is, you know? Yeah, she uh she, uh she can really uh, be led to a great match. Um, and that's exactly what happened. You know, we, we saw some cool stuff like the sharpshooter, uh, in the, in the corner post. And then, I mean, obviously we, we kind of knew Becky was going to win because, you know, Natalia just hadn't been really built up as a real credible threat, but, but again, still an amazing performance. And, and, uh, and that's really all I look for in a lot of matches is even if I know, the outcome ahead of time if the match is still good then i'm happy
1: mm. oh absolutely i don't mind well sometimes i think the reason you can figure out what's going to happen is because that's what's meant to, that's what should happen right mm. like new japan does that all the time it's quite easy to do well, not in the g1 but outside of that it's quite easy to predict what's going to happen in new japan but that's because the booking makes sense and if you've been watching wrestling a long time you just have a natural. A natural flair for that stuff and that's what I think is the same here like if, if it makes sense for Becky Lynch to win but she has a competitive match you're like yeah absolutely so you know what's the problem well, <laughs> so, yeah So, I I, you know, I, I I agree with you man I think you know Becky Lynch won after a competitive match and now we move on to whatever's next obviously whatever's next is Sasha Banks what did you think of the Sasha Banks return on Raw we'll, we'll segue it all together
0: uh yeah I actually uh just finished watching raw like a half hour ago and yeah so uh, sasha's back and of course michael cole had to ruin it by saying it's
1: boss time (laughs) he he really did didn't he he really i was going to mention on ups and downs but i thought you know what i'm gonna leave it and then in hindsight i was like no how annoying was that right so annoying oh dear it's like just let us enjoy it you know yeah because that was, look, talk about Bray White. That was the best thing about the Bray White entrance. Everybody shut up. And then as soon as it was over, Michael Cole went, what the hell was that? And it was great. Yeah, That was great. That's like a, a normal human reaction to something strange going on. Uh, yeah, but I'm excited to see, um, I am excited to see, uh, I think Sasha Banks as a heel versus Becky Lynch as the face that she is. I think that could be excellent. I that, think it would be really, really good.
0: Yeah, and uh <laughs> And and to be honest, you know, Sasha kind of pulled like kind of a Bray Wyatt thing where she kind of used uh, symbolism to like throw away her old identity because she literally like I don't know if it fooled you, but it fooled me that that was a wig, you know.
1: Yeah, I thought it looked weird, but at no point did I think it was a wig. I just thought she had a different hairstyle or something. I never looked and went, oh, it's just definitely a wig. Yeah, no, nah, it got me, man.
0: Yeah, I, I went back and looked at the clip and it's like, the more I look at it, I'm like, wow, it was, the wig was so convincing. I actually, you know, thought that was her real hair, but then she bashed Italian and she pulled the wig uh, off right away. And now it's like, man, <laughs> I mean, the boss is back. And uh I'm not gonna lie. I think she's kind of uh, taken Becky's spot as like the 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 thing everyone's talking about, you know, because because you know, obviously Becky is still popular, but but now Sasha's made a huge impact. I I, I think she might uh, be uh, kind of knocking uh, Becky off of her uh, momentum pedestal or something, you know.
1: What? Uh-huh. Well, I hope so, because I think that will hopefully light a fire under both of them and light a fire under both their characters. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where you get a good feud from, right? When you've got two people that are equally clamoring for attention. And the other good thing as well is by the end of that, everybody was booing was booing Sasha Banks and that's again why you need a strong baby face because then you can get a strong heel so I think they should fit into these roles like I say I, I think there could be something here I think we could be in for a fun a fun few months if WWE uh, WWE stays the course uh it was then obviously Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler um I mean it really depends on what side of the fence you fall on if you love Goldberg like I do he can do no wrong and it was nice to see him make up for Saudi Arabia but if you're more of a Dolph Ziggler guy obviously you're not going to enjoy it uh which was your take man which side of the
0: fence do you fall on? Um, I'm, I'm just like you, Simon. I love the dumb nostalgia, you know? Um, I, I mean, obviously I'm glad, you know, Goldberg, uh, made up for his horrible match at Saudi Arabia, just, just like the Undertaker did back in Extreme Rules. Absolutely. He, he he showed us why he's Goldberg, you know, he, he comes out there, spear, jackhammer, done. (laughs) And plus Dolph sold it like a champ and you, you, you can't, uh, you can't uh rag on Dolph for that because he's an amazing seller and, oh man he's amazing yeah absolutely amazing and, and and plus it just made it better when Dolph Ziggler just kept calling him out two times and Goldberg just was just like put I'm gonna put you down son All
1: right, <laughs> oh, I I I just loved it like like the black guy think- from Monty Python <laughs> Yeah, that's what it it was like, wasn't it? Like this loud, obnoxious guy, oh, he just got slammed, and then he kept out. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me if that was the inspiration for all of that. You know, yeah. I just I, just loved it. I loved I loved the way that it was put together. Um, and some people thought it was unnecessarily unfair on, on Dolph Ziggler. And yeah, you could argue that, but I don't believe that WWE has any plans for Dolph Ziggler. So to me, it doesn't matter. I mean, look what happened on Raw. We segue onto Raw the next night and he loses to The Miz by submission. When does The Miz submit people? The Miz doesn't submit
0: people. <laughs> like It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he uses the figure four quite a lot, but he never wins with it. no absolutely I mean the last
1: time he won with it was probably when he was teaming with Ric Flair that was like five years ago yeah (laughs) so you know I I I liked it I thought it was fun you're 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 100% correct like the way Dolph sold it was it just made so much I just thought it's fun and sometimes I just I don't want to be like as they say a smart wrestling fan I want to sit there and be a dumb idiot and just enjoy it for what it is
0: yeah like I'm not I'm not advocating that you know WWE should keep relying on these old veterans to, you know, come out and like boost ratings or whatever. I'm, I'm I'm not advocating for that. If it happens once in a while, then I'm okay with it all the time. No, I'm not okay with it.
1: No. Oh no, absolutely not. I, again, that's why it was important to me that it was Dolph Ziggler in that position. And that sounds horrible, <coughs> but I just, again, I don't believe they have any plans for him. So what difference does it make? It's, it, it's, it's utterly irrelevant. He's, See a lot of fun. He's a good uh, maybe band. a, he is a good helping. I I'm not saying that he couldn't have been more. He could have been, but he's not. That's the thing. He's not. There's no point pretending otherwise. He never went in the direction that some people wanted him to go in. And that's a debate you can have another time, but that's the, that's the truth of the matter. Uh with an AJ Styles uh defeating Ricochet for the United States Championship. I was surprised like I know this wasn't the high flying crazy match everyone expected. I really liked it. Like, I don't know whether I'm the minority. I thought it was cool the way that AJ Styles tried to ground Ricochet. Ricochet was still able to get some really impressive spots and moves in there. You know, I, I, I mean, look. I, if you didn't like it, that's cool. But I thought, I mean, it, it suffered because the crowd was down. Given that it was coming after Goldberg and Dolph. Yeah. But I, I sat there and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm entertained enough. I don't feel let down.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny because it was at this point. Uh, I think like the match had just started. My mom calls me saying that <laughs> she saw the new Spider-Man movie and she had some questions for me. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, "Mom, I'm watching wrestling. <laughs> I don't have time for that." So, well, uh, what, what question? I'm intrigued. What questions does she want to
1: know? That's, a, that's a, my mom would never ring up and say that to me. I,
0: I don't know. Like, I think she had just got home from watching it, and you know, I'm the. I'm the Marvel expert, so she she calls on me to, to, to get the answers, but... Uh,
1: love but, it, dude. Love but, it. But
0: I was... So basically, I was talking to her on the phone through the majority of this match. Like, I was trying to talk to her on the phone and keep my eyes on the screen at the same time, you know? <laughs> but, but I, While talking about Marvel, yeah. But obviously, because I'm talking to my mom, I had to mute it, so I couldn't, like, hear anything or... But um, I did uh, see, like uh like the good highlight spots like where where ricochet i guess like walked on gallows and anderson's shoulders and into a hurricane ron and the aj oh that was a nice spot It's
1: amazing it's amazing right i mean how do you even do that (laughs) i'm not i'm not saying oh i wrestle i don't mean like that but because because i've been in the ring and because i i I, I, someone said millie you've got to do that i'd be like i don't know how like literally i don't know how even if you walk through me a hundred times i don't know how to do that i can't do it it was amazing. It just, it's just, oh, it's incredible.
0: Yeah, Ricochet, he's got talent oozing out of every port. Uh, oh, and then, yeah. of course, that amazing finish. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: So, so yeah, like, um, part of me is a little disappointed that Ricochet had to be, like, a transitional champion to AJ. But, I mean, if if we're trying to build the, the OC as this uh, powerful faction, I mean, I understand, you know.
1: I was kind of the same. It, 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 sometimes you do wonder why WWE has put themselves in these positions because <laughs> you're like, you do know one of them has to lose, right? <laughs> and really, you don't, you don't want them to. But yeah, I, I, I think right now the OC, it's kind of a bit of Dolph Ziggler syndrome. I think. I'm more confident that WWE will do right by them than they'll do right by Ricochet. Um, But, you know, it was still, it was a good match. Uh, Ricochet, I thought, on Raw, you know, he's still in that main event scene. What do you think about that, actually, of the Raw stuff? Because it it seems like now we're going to segue into six-man tags. The OC versus Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, and Ricochet. I was a little bit disappointed because I kind of wanted a new direction for Seth, like a real uh, concrete one, like maybe he fights Braun or it wouldn't be Ricochet, but, you know, just for the sake of argument. I just don't really want to see six man tags, if I'm honest. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh. I don't know.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know because, uh, yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure if the match is booked well, it'll it'll be great. But uh, <clears throat> but, but yeah, we kind of need to start, you know, building a new opponent for for Seth. You know, because yeah, um, he he needs. Uh, he needs a a high, a high credible opponent. You know, after just beating Brock Lesnar, I mean, obviously not a lot of people can be higher than Brock Lesnar. But I'm saying someone that's high enough to be on like Seth's level.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and I, I think that would have served both of them well. But yeah, we didn't we didn't go either way. So, huh? No, well, we'll see. But you know, I, I like the match. I thought it was good. Uh, Bailey versus Ember Moon was where I felt like the card. It didn't fall apart. It just, it just didn't feel very special. And I'm not. I don't blame that on them. That's just the way the match was booked. It happened. Ember Moon lost, and then we move forward to to whatever is next. Like you wouldn't have even known it's a championship match. And and also the other thing is as well, what could you know? What can you even say about it? There's there's not much to say. It It honestly felt like something I could see on TV.
0: Yeah, it did feel like a like a SmackDown Live kind of match. Um, <clears throat> there was not a lot of drama. Um, like we, we, we couldn't even get like a, a tease for an eclipse, you know, which is like one of the best finishers in WWE right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I did like that top rope, uh, Bailey to belly. Uh, the, the match had a good finish. That, that's really all I can say. Like everything else, n- not much to talk about. And I, I do feel bad for, Well, kind of both of them because Bailey just hasn't been billed as a really credible champion since she won the belt and 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 obviously Ember wasn't able to show off all of her talent in this match, you know. I mean it's a championship match. You gotta show off like all the talent you possibly can, even if you're gonna lose.
1: I think so, because I don't know where it leaves Ember Moon. It almost feels like Ember Moon was put there because we didn't know who else to put there. Yeah. And we thought to ourselves, well, we can do Charlotte versus Trish, which obviously we'll talk about in a second. Charlotte can win that, and then we can double back round to Charlotte versus Bailey, right? So Ember Moon was basically in a holding pattern. And I don't think that's necessarily... I think she's better than that. That sounds a bit, it's not the right yeah, choice yeah, of she, words. But I, she I, is I, better than that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I think so. But hey-ho, it is what it was. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon... Again, some people were down on this, thought it was dumb. Elias was a special guest in force. I mean, it was dumb, but it had the finish I wanted. You know, Kevin Owens kicked Shane McMahon's in the balls. That was cathartic. And Kevin Owens won. And hopefully Shane McMahon isn't around for a while, so that when he comes back, he's, he's interesting again. I don't... That's fine. You know, Elias being on the outside, meh. That's very WWE, but I was watching WWE, so it's like, yeah, okay, that's, that's the kind of stuff they did. Again, I, I, am I going to talk about it after you know you and I are talking about it now? Like, no, will I be talking about it in a year? Unlikely, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't. You know, it was bang, it's straight bang in the middle of the card. I, I was again, you know, Kevin Owens is is Canadian, so he got a great response. I've, I've I'm, no issues. Do you know what I mean? Like again, not much to say, but no issues.
0: Well, well yeah, like I knew that this was going to be like the big uh, overbooked match, you know, where where Shane was going to do something to uh put the odds in his favor like obviously making Elias the special enforcer and you know it It had all the 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 stuff with you know Kevin wanting to beat the crap out of Shane but if he, but if he does he gets disqualified and, you know and obviously you know I'm with you uh the match had a great finish <laughs> low blow stunner I mean yeah uh, the the result everyone wanted and hopefully uh we
1: won't see Shane for a little while. Yeah, I, I, I really don't mind the Shane character. It just got, <coughs> you know, run into the ground. And, you know, again, talking about the Bray Wyatt stuff, you need to, you need to be careful with that. Not just because Bray Wyatt's a supernatural character. It's just how it works. So, yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree with everything that you said. Uh, Charlotte versus Trish in, uh, you know, one by submission. I really like this as well. I think you have to take it for the context that it's presented in. And seeing Trish Stratas, who hasn't had a match in, what, 15 years or whatever it was, I thought it was amazing. I I thought she put a great performance in. I thought Charlotte Flair acted like the dominant bully heel. She's now beat Trish Stratus, which she can use for months. I, you know, again, I, I, I'm not trying to say this is five stars in the Tokyo dome, as some people would say, but as a match on SummerSlam with a legend, two thumbs up. And it goes back to your point where we actually did what people wanted to do. We got a legend back and they put over the younger talent.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. Uh, when when Trish came back at the 2018 Royal Rumble, I mean, like that was the first time we had seen her wrestle. And I think was a 12 years Because I think because I think she her first retirement was like in 2006. So, yeah, the, the then the women's Rumble was like 12 years later. So so people were wondering, you know, oh, my God, like, is Trish even still good? And, you know, she had a solid performance in the Rumble. And then fast forward to Evolution. She had uh, a, a pretty solid uh, tag team match. Uh, was it with Lita? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, yeah. She teamed with Lita to take on Alexa Bliss and someone else. Hang on. I will look it up. I, 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 my memory for that it, stuff is not great. That's it, it
0: was, I think, Alicia Fox and Mickey James because uh, Alexa Bliss. It was those two. You're
1: right. You're 100% correct. That is correct. Uh,
0: Alexa wasn't cleared to compete back then. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like Trish was actually putting on a solid performance. But, you know, obviously she didn't have like a big one-on-one match. So so this was like her big, her first uh, real one-on-one match since her return. And yeah, and and the fact that this was her last match was made it a lot more special. You know, she, she wanted to give the performance of her life and that's exactly what she did. Uh, Charlotte did her part to make her look like a million bucks and they they both came out of this match looking really strong
1: I agree and I thought it was a nice moment as well I always like seeing someone have their last match and get cheered by their hometown fans that's just nice and I can get behind that not everything has to be you know a swerve or an attempt to get heat you can just have a nice moment and go oh that was nice (laughs) <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. I enjoyed that it made me feel good uh Kobe Kingston versus Randy Orton right I didn't talk about this on the podcast um the last one we did because I thought I'd save it for this so many people have said that I should just enjoy the story and I shouldn't get annoyed at a double count out my problem is it's just I, I'd invested in it right I would invested in it and I didn't want to see a double count I wanted to get a winner and if Randy Orton had lost yeah I'd be a bit annoyed because if anyone knows I kind of wanted him to get the nod but even if you go the other way, that's okay. I just thought with the build and with everything they'd done, especially because when was the last time you saw a double counter that quick in WWE? It just felt like WWE couldn't come up with a with, with, with a better plan. Uh, and it didn't disappoint to me. What can I say? That was my gut reaction. I was into the match. I like the fact that Randy Orton was threatening Kingston's family because he's a crazy person. But for it to just end like that, and then still have Kofi Kingston standing strong at the end, I was like, "Who? No, this, nothing's changed. <laughs> why? Why have we done this?" So that's just my perspective on it. Like, I really, really, really thought it was going to be good, and it wasn't wasn't what I expected. I guess. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but um, oh, do you even know- tell me I'm wrong? That's okay. That's all right. You're allowed to. It's more than
0: good. Like, like this is my opinion. You know. The match leading up to the finish was kind of what, at least what I expected. You know, it, it's it's a Randy Orton match, quote unquote. You know, he he kind of works a slower, methodical pace these days. Um, and you know, he's uh, oh, all right. So yeah, well, I, overall, I thought the match leading up to the finish was all right. I didn't think it was bad. It was just all right.
1: But, yeah, I agree. I agree but,
0: with it. But yeah, the the fact that it ended in a double countout, it was very, very underwhelming. You know, um, I, I mean, like, I could just book it better right now. Like, Randy Orton low blows Kofi, gets himself disqualified. And then we go uh, to the part where he has Kofi outside and he's, you know, staring at his kids. and And that's when Kofi, you know, lays into him, you know, with the kendo stick and everything. Like just because the the beat down on Randy at the end I thought was good, but because of the way the match ended, it didn't have that that uh excitement to it because of how the match ended. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, no, totally. And that's why, and
1: maybe I'm going to the next level here and being a bit of a, a fantasy booker, but that's why if we did that ending with Randy Orton in the Kingston's family's face and then Kofi goes to attack them after Randy Orton had also won the title, let's say by vicarious or cheating means, I just think that would have been an amazing ending. You know, in the family's face, he, and he steals the title as well, he doesn't win clean. I would just be like, fucking a i shouldn't swear but fucking a like what what an asshole that guy is and then kofi can go and beat the crap out of him and vow to win his title back don't get in my fan i just think I, I tell you what i like it go literally going back to the start of this podcast it would have been different and it would have felt like something outside of wwe this felt like a very wwe finish and Look, that's on me i'm like i've just said it i'm watching wwe you can't get mad at it but i don't know there was something about this feud the promos leading up basing it in reality it got me it really got my it got it got hooks in me more than maybe i had anticipated and then it just kind of finished like any other feud and i was like yeah
0: yeah (laughs) yeah and plus you could have built to an even better story because like if randy had won the title that night you're thinking oh wow even after 10 11 years however long it's been kofi still can't beat randy and we could have Oh, you see? That's great. That's great. (laughs) You could have taken that to the next Big Four pay-per-view or or the next uh, major Big Four pay-per-view. And then we could have yet another moment where Kofi overcomes the odds and finally uh, slays these demons that he's been harboring all these years, you know?
1: that's, That's the booking I want, Nick. Give me that. How good would that be? Like, Orton comes out on SmackDown, I told, even though he's just cheated his way, chair, whatever. And he's like, you can't beat me, you can't beat me. And yeah, and it builds to Kofi actually beating him. Ah, huh. ah I tell you, we should do that, 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 that. I don't usually agree when people sit here and come up with like, ideas. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> this one I disagree with. This one is, this one, that's just a better idea. And I think it really would have got people talking. I don't know why we didn't do that because it's not like they don't like Randy Orton. They really like Randy Orton. Uh eh, I, yeah, I, I still like Randy Orton. I think he's great. Yeah, I but he's also he's like he's one of their guys, isn't he? Like they like him. <laughs> it's not like uh a Kevin Owens for example, who we all like, but sometimes we're like, oh, we're not sure how WWE feels about him. He's Randy Flippin Orton. WWE loves Randy Orton. They think he's uh as they should. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I like Randy Orton too, but Oh, well, that's what happened. It was double count. And look, it, it, the feud's not done. So we don't know where they're going to go. Maybe they absolutely salvage it later and I can, I can look like a fool. I like looking like a fool. Prove me wrong. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, we discussed Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor, but um, I, 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 I shout out to Finn Balor as well, really. We didn't talk about him. He played his role perfectly too. I thought he was great.
0: Yeah, he did. Um, I actually have something I want to get off my chest. Do it. Uh, uh, little pipe bomb here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, do it, man. But,
0: um, you know, and I mean, this has been going on for obviously a long time because, you know, I, I rely a lot on my wrestling YouTubers to provide me with, you know, entertainment and, and all that stuff. But the, like the one thing they all have in common is that they're like, OK, so we know Finn Balor is going to be taking some time off after this match with Bray Wyatt. And they all say the same thing that they they hope that he comes back and he joins the club. Now, listen, I believe I said in a in a previous podcast that I don't really keep up with New Japan. I don't really like look back at their history or whatnot. <clears throat> but I do know that everyone can agree that the the best the best period of the Bullet Club was when. You know, Finn Balor was Prince Devitt, and he was their leader with Gallows and Anderson. And and obviously, AJ was the leader at some point. But I'm sorry, but that's really begun to annoy me lately. The fact that when Finn comes back, he should join the club. Now, I understand that Finn does kind of need a little character rejuvenation. Um, and And I agree, you know, he hasn't really... Uh, had a lot of momentum behind him. You know, he's just been kind of a um, a, a, a good helping hand lately. But I don't know, just... I, I was just really starting to get annoyed that everyone thinks Finn should join the club because I, I know that everyone... I know everyone wants to see, like, the Bullet Club in WWE, but it's just that i'm sorry but i just don't have the faith that wwe will get that right you know that they don't want to uh they don't want to make uh, uh I, I don't know what i'm trying to say here like i, get, I know i can already hear the comment section I'm like oh you don't know what you're talking about man
1: uh, yeah, ah, dude, they, yeah, they, they'll right. say that regardless, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, like they'll say it regardless. I
0: obviously don't know what I'm talking about because I've I've never seen the, the the Prince David Bullet Club era. Obviously, now if Finn comes back, joins the club, and he's and everything's going well, then okay, I'll 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 shut up about it. But I'm, I don't know. It's I know just,
1: what you mean, man. I know I know what you mean, dude. I, I know what you mean, like. You, They want Prince Devitt slash Finn Balor to be in the OC or the club, whatever you want to call it, to try and capture that magic. But WWE wouldn't do that. They wouldn't go in that direction. They'd create their own version, much like they did with ECW, that wouldn't live up to the expectations. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword.
0: Yeah, that, that's, what, that's actually what I was trying to say. You know, the whole Prince Devitt and Bullet Club thing, that was a New Japan thing. You know, WWE do not want to, you know, associate stuff from their competitors, whether they want to acknowledge that they exist or not, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I know they're kind of doing that a little bit since they got AJ with Gallows and Anderson. So, like, I think people should just be happy that there is some iteration of, like, the former Bullet Club. But, again, I don't trust WWE enough to bring it to the levels that it was in New Japan, you know? Oh, yeah, they won't
1: either, because they won't treat it that way.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, that, um, that's my thing. Uh, but, but I want to be proven wrong. I want to be proven wrong. If if Finn Balor comes back, joins the club, and he's the best Finn he's ever been, and and the the OC is running rampant over everybody, then fine. I will shut up. I will just sit there and enjoy it. So yeah,
1: yeah, but I get it. I get it. I get it. That—that's your gut based on what you've seen up to this point.
0: So, So yeah, there's my unpopular opinion. You know. <laughs> yes, it's all good, dude.
1: You're allowed it. We'll see. I mean, yeah, Finn Balor's gonna be away now, probably to about November time, I guess. And we'll see what they do when he. Gets... I don't want to see the fiend versus the demon. Everyone keeps saying that. Not interested, personally. Don't want to see it. Don't really care about the demon. There you go, there's my controversial opinion. Don't really care about the demon. Never really done much for me, but hey ho, there's a bunch of stuff for you to get annoyed in the comments about. Go to the main... <laughs> go to the main event. <laughs> Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Obviously, Seth walks away with the Universal Championship. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was the best match on the show. I think it simultaneously, you know, rehabbed Seth Rollins, who I thought had been booked terribly leading up to it because he didn't feel cool. Uh, I just, I thought we won't see Brock Lesnar for a while, I would guess. I just thought it was top stuff. Top stuff all around from both men. Uh, I, I don't have no shame in saying this because I've said it before. I think Brock Lesnar gets way too much of a hard time. I think he's an incredible professional wrestler. 10 out of 10. For me, excellent.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it's just quite amazing how the last couple of weeks people have been saying, Seth Rollins is a geek. Seth Rollins is a nerd. He can't stand up to Brock, you know? <laughs> but it, it's quite amazing how in one match, Seth literally just turned everyone's opinion around and
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: and obviously because Brock was committed to making Seth look like a superstar. Um, and yeah, the match was terrific. Uh, I, I was, I was really glad Seth won. Cause I, in a way I was kind of getting on everyone's boat by saying, you know, yeah, Seth Rollins really isn't <laughs> really has lost his momentum, but, uh, but yeah, he uh, he's back on top and put on a great performance. Kudos to Lesnar for uh, making Seth look good, and you know, Seth didn't have to use any cheap tactics. He just used his uh, his will and his instincts and came out on top.
1: Yeah, exactly, man. That that's the uh, you know that's the. That's the cool thing about it. It's probably better than his WrestleMania performance because it was clean, it was easy. I do agree with this weird thing of people going... Uh, you know, him coming out on Raw, for example, and going, Oh, I didn't know if I could beat Brock Lesnar. You do, you do, Seth. <laughs> you beat him in April. Like yeah. stuff. I think lines like lines like that don't mean anything, but they do make your brain go, What are you talking about? Like we've seen you do it. We've seen you do it. But um, yeah, I totally it was a much stronger performance. And again, I think that's why tying into what we were talking about before, that's why I wanted a really strong um follow up to it too. Like right into another feud, keep Seth looking strong. Instead, he just kind of looks a bit like oh i need to get my mates out although they have just announced actually it just popped up in my in my updates they have just announced that it's going to be braun Strowman versus aj styles for the universe uh, Universal, for the united states championship next week so that's interesting so i don't know what do, i thought they were i don't know what direction they're going in that's really odd i mean that kind of puts ricochet in a strange position i don't know what that does for gallows and Anderson. i don't know what it does for seth rollins i don't know it's, it's a fast it, it, phew, I, that's all i got i don't i don't know where they're going with that i don't know if you've got any insight man
0: well, again, the, if the match is good, then then who knows? Maybe it'll lead to a future uh, U.S. title shot for Braun. I mean, I think that I think the U.S.
1: title is on the line. Hang on, where did it's gone now? I think they said that the U.S. championship is on the line. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you do with that. Maybe it's not. No, it is. Yeah, the U.S. championship is on the line well. next week.
0: <laughs> like again, like they couldn't even. Build to the actual title shot, you know, like have Braun earn it, you know. Typical WWE.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just give it to him. Just give it to him. So, I don't know. Well, there you go. That was SummerSlam again. I thought it was a decent, um a decent, a decent show around. Like, I, I don't think it's one we're going to be talking about. Like when we go, oh, what's your favorite SummerSlam? I don't think SummerSlam 2019 will come up. But I enjoyed it. I liked that it was shorter. I thought it was well booked. All things considered. And now I think it's going to be important to see where we are tomorrow. If I I'm going to hope we put this live on, on Tuesday. My point is post-Smackdown. I want to see where we are post-Smackdown. Yeah. Because maybe they do some stuff on that. We need to go over the whole Roman who killed Roman Reigns and all of that nonsense. And there is other fallout. Again, the Charlotte stuff's got to come out the other side. Kevin Owens is in that. Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton. Um, I don't think we'll hear anything from, from Brock Lesnar. Obviously, the Buddy Murphy situation ties into Roman Reigns. So, you know, there's a lot of questions to be answered. But... I still believe, despite Raw last night being somewhat of a by-the-numbers show, it wasn't really massive, I still think the WWE is is watering, watering? is, is They're rolling through okay at the moment. No, no shows feel terrible. I think that's really important. No shows feel absolutely awful. They're telling kind of good stories, and hopefully this is the start of a shift to the point we do get to some more exciting and crazy times. Yep, indeed. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, but yeah, that's uh, that. That was Summer and of course, as always, let us know what you think. If you're on YouTube, you can drop a comment below, or yeah, you know, you can tweet me, Instagram, you know, you you, you know all the deal. Um, I did you watch any of the New Japan stuff over the over the weekend as well?
0: I did not. Um, no. j- just too so like much, it? too much wrestling <laughs> already. Well, but, yeah. uh,
1: I mean, tell me about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I like if there's any like big news coming out of New Japan shows then I'll look into it you know obviously uh at the end of the G1 climax uh Kenta joined bullet club and then
1: yeah that's what I wanted to talk about yeah
0: and and then Shibata coming back um well I'm I'm sure he's not going to be wrestling but he 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 had a cool moment you know I don't know if they're going to put him back in the ring but uh but, but yeah that, that's really all I have to say if if something major happens on the show I'll look it up but Again, I don't really follow the matches as they happen.
1: No, that's fair. I, I think it's really hard to anyway. But yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. That obviously Ibushi won the G One. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Shibata and Kenta stuff we just talked about. Just so we have done, we talked about it. Uh, there is just too much wrestling this weekend to even try and <laughs> to even try and um, yeah to even to even try and, and touch upon it. But uh, yeah, I thought it was important. So we should also talk about, before we wrap up actually, we should talk about the King of the Ring. Because oh, that yeah? kind of ties into the G1 climax. The conspiracy theory now is that WWE's gone, well, we should do our own tournament. <laughs> I mean, the King of the Ring's been around for years, but so who knows. But I like the idea of it. I like the fact that it's multiple weeks. Um, but I think it's probably going to build to Survivor Series now, even though that's miles away. But the fact they're doing Raw versus SmackDown in terms of the brackets, I can already see them doing it. But actually, maybe it doesn't even work. I don't know. But I like it. I like the tournament. I think they're going to take a bunch of guys that need something to do. I'm hoping when we come out the other side, it's actually made someone, and maybe even gives them, you know, an opportunity as a title shot or something like that. I'm all for it. I'm excited. I, th- I think it's going to be good.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, you actually know. I don't know if you noticed it during the Miz Dolph match, but it said, you know, trending now, King of the Ring. You know, it's already got people talking. Uh, I've, I'm not going to lie, I've missed the King of the Ring tournament. Uh, I mean, jeez, it's been years, and the fact that they're able to say that they're having it knowing Vince McMahon isn't really a fan of tournaments i mean somebody must have made him change his mind a little bit because now we got the king of the ring tournament and uh it'll hopefully be a good showcase for the 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 talent that needs the exposure to to show to show their abilities and and they can call themselves king of the ring by the end of the tournament Mm. you know
1: who, who would you give it to? I mean, the, the uh, participants are Baron Corbin, Cesaro, Cedric Alexander, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, Samojo, The Miz, Lee Andrade, Apollo Crews, Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable, champion, uh, sorry, WWE 24-7 champion Elias, as it's written here, Kevin Owens, and Shelton Benjamin.
0: When did Elias win the 24-7 title? Did I miss that? On,
1: yeah, having it on Raw, uh, it, was, it was like it was a nothing. It was a nothing segment on Raw. I'm not gonna lie, it was it was like it was blink and you miss it kind of a uh, stuff. So
0: yeah, and and also I said on our previous podcast, and I watched the Hulu version, so I, I I only see like half of Raw, and I get I get the other half through like highlights and everything. But okay, yeah, I, I was just curious about that. By the way, I want to shout out real quick the the 24/7 Shenanigans at SummerSlam that had me laughing. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I I, I think... I, I mean, I thought the Drake thing... I don't know, maybe I was in the wrong mood for it. But I, I do like what they do with the 24-7 championship. I think it brings levity to the show. And you need levity in a show. You just do.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I was I specifically wanted to mention, like, what, when you see R-Truth and Carmela hiding under the desk when Drake's looking for him. And, I mean... And even when they start going through like the international announcing, you're like, okay, here we go, here we go. But then all of a sudden Carmelo and r truth are there in disguise. I mean yeah, that was that, good. that was something yeah, that was new good, and yeah. creative and and it had me laughing. So yeah, I, I just wanted to give that a little shout out. So No, um, that was good. That was good. All right, so you said pick a winner for the King of the Ring tournament. Give me
1: it, man. I mean, I I can't pick one. I think it's too hard. But well, Drew McIntyre would probably be mine, but yeah, go.
0: Yeah, Drew's actually a good pick, but um, you know, it, if you really want to get the 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 internet marks talking, uh give it to Ricochet because wasn't he like before pre WWE? Wasn't he like known as King Puma or something? Like, yeah, he was, or really? King Ricochet or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that was his thing. Yeah, it's still his Twitter handle as well. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> give the give the smart fans something to talk about, you know.
1: There you go, King Ricochet. You heard it. You heard it here first. Although I think it's going to be King McIntyre. I, I, I mean, he's, I, he's, he's King
0: of the again. Ring in my book because, again, he's an amazing <laughs> athlete. I love Ricochet so much.
1: Oh man, he's one of a kind, which is also his nickname. But it's true, he is one and only. Nobody can do the th- one and only. <laughs> yeah, but no one can do the things that he does, and that's why he's amazing. Oh, well, we will see. Uh, King of the Ring starts next week. I imagine they'll have more details on it tonight on SmackDown. And yeah, we'll see. again, there's loads of stuff to have on the SmackDown. See if Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns start to get into it as well. And on that note, that is it. We have run down SummerSlam 2019. It's in the books. We're never going to experience again. Uh, what's our next, our next pay-per-view is Clash of Champions, right? In September. So we, um, we, I think September the 15th. So we've got actually quite a nice gap between our next pay-per-view. Can you believe it?
0: Well... well. I mean, yeah. If you're if you're saying next pay per view in terms of WWE, because
1: oh well, yeah. I, I can't I can't I can't even think about all out right now. It's too much.
0: R- really, why is that?
1: Because it's 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 just not It doesn't stop Nick. <laughs> it, it doesn't stop. It's like it's like a constant barrage of content, which is great. But sometimes I need to I need to just rest my brain.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll just say this, and we can move on. But uh, I have decided that I'm going to watch all out. Because the 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 card's looking amazing, um, I'm keeping up on the Road to All Out uh, episodes on YouTube. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a great show. There you go. Just l- let's proceed forward.
1: <laughs> well, that's what we'll do. All Out is uh two weeks. Two weeks. My gosh, where did that go? Two weeks time, which means Raw Quest is two weeks time as well as NXT UK Cardiff. So prepare yourself for a barrage of stuff very very soon well nick look thank you as always for your time i appreciate it oh thank you simon no it's all good have a good birthday of course Thank and you. you know, enjoy that. Thank you very much for spending your time, especially on your birthday. And again, if you'd like to come on the podcast, you can just check it out at patreon.com forward slash miller 316 Come follow me on Twitter, Instagram at miller 316 I've got wrestling merch, simonmiller.bigcartel.com. And I've got a YouTube channel where there's a bunch of other podcast related things, just as with Simon Miller. There I am in my wrestling signal looking like a massive nerd, a massive geek. You can subscribe to me on there and get a barrage of crazy, crazy content. But in the meantime, enjoy your days, enjoy your evening, evenings enjoy all the rest and craziness that will be coming your way over the next week i'm sure and more important than that i'll talk to you all again very soon